Hello and welcome to today's Bible broadcast episode. We're so thankful that you've joined us today. I encourage you to grab your Bible. Join me in Mark chapter number two. We're going to be starting here, Mark chapter two today. We're going to be reading here a few verses, but uh, through verses one through 12, we have the account of the man with the palsy that was healed. And uh, this story, this account that we find here in Mark chapter two, we're going to be uh, splitting up some of these verses and uh, covering them over a few lessons as we look here at this man with the palsy that was healed. If you've been in church for any amount of time, you, I'm sure, have heard a message from this passage of Scripture. It is a rich passage of Scripture with such great biblical truths, and I believe that it would do us well to not rush through it, but take our time and see all that the Lord has for us as we look at these verses and look at this account. Well, Mark chapter number 2, verse 1, the Bible says, And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days. So we know where Jesus is. He is in Capernaum, that central hub of his earthly ministry. He's entered into Capernaum again. Some days had passed by ever since uh, Mark chapter 1 and the healing of the leper there right there at the end of Mark 1. We see that Jesus enters into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. It, it uh, It was spread abroad. It was let know to those that were in Capernaum that Jesus was at a specific place. Jesus was in this specific house. House. And I and I wonder, is this the testimony of our churches? Is this the, the testimony of Collins Hill Baptist Church in Lawrenceville, Georgia? I don't know where, where you're listening from. I don't know what local church you attend, but can it be said that Jesus is there? Well, you say, well, Landon, Jesus is everywhere. And of course, um, we know that Jesus, he is omnipresent. He is everywhere. And the Bible says that where two or three are gathered together in his name, there I am in the midst. So we understand that. But is the testimony, is the, is the testimony of the local church that Jesus is there? That Jesus and his effects and revival and his, his power is clearly seen in that church. Can it be said if somebody walks in the front door of Collins Hill Baptist Church on a Sunday morning that they sit there, that they can feel the presence of the Almighty God? You say, oh, are you talking about some sort of, some sort of spooky, mystical kind of thing? No, that's not what I'm talking about. But is there a clear teaching of Bible truth? Is there a clear gospel presentation given? Is there Holy Spirit conviction brought about by the preaching of God's word? Is there singing that uplifts the name of Jesus Christ, that sings praises to an almighty God that is worthy of all worship? Can it be said that Jesus is there? Can people say that Jesus is here and that we can feel his presence? You know, we don't have to pray when we come to church that Jesus would come to church. Because if there's two or three gathered together, Jesus is already there. Well, what do we need to pray? We need to pray that we can feel his presence. And what do we mean by that? That we can feel his spirit working in our hearts. That he convicts us of sin that he instructs us in the way of righteousness, that he works in our hearts. And I wonder, as Jesus, it was noise that he was in the house. Can this same thing be said of Collinsville Baptist Church? Can this same thing be said of whatever church you want to list there? 
can it be said that Jesus is in the house? We come to verse 2, the Bible says, And straightway or immediately, many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. Now, uh, I remember down at Pensacola Christian College, um, classes, let's say a class started at 4 o'clock. Well, at 3.50, between 3.50 and 3.59 and 27 seconds, the elevators were going to be absolutely packed full. They were going to stop on a floor. Man, that elevator would be so packed. I mean, there were people standing on other people's shoulders. I mean, just trying to get into the elevator to get to the fourth, fifth, sixth floor. You dare not take the elevator to the second floor. But anyways packed full elevator. And there'd be people squeezing in, people crawling under people's legs, trying just to find a spot. I remember it being packed full there in that elevator. And I can't help but imagine that this house, I mean, it was just packed full. People were trying just to get in because Jesus was in the house. We see here that straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. I mean, it was lined up outside of the door. This house was packed full. It says, and he preached the word unto them. Can I tell you that this is a convicting thought and is really revealing of the time in which we live. We have many churches today. We won't share names. We don't have to do that. But there are many churches today that are packed full of people but they don't preach the word. There are many churches that have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands and thousands of people. They walk in, they walk out, and they never hear the word of God preached. They walk in a sinner. They walk out feeling no conviction for their sin. They walk in, sit down, and are comfortable in that church. They stand up, they leave, nothing changes. Can I tell you, that Jesus, he preached the word unto this packed full house. And may it be said of Collinsville Baptist Church, may it be said of whatever church you attend, that whether there be five, 50, 500, 5,000 people, that the word is preached. Can I tell you that we need in our time today the word of God boldly, unashamedly preach, that we preach the whole counsel of God, that we withhold nothing, but that we preach the word. That's what Jesus did here. We see here in verse three, and they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. Now, this palsy here, we aren't sure of specifically what it is. There were different types of palsies that were mentioned, but this was a palsy that hindered this man from being able to walk, hindered this man from being able to work. This man had to be carried by four. Can I just stop here as well and say it is important the kinds of friends that you have. This man had four friends that were willing to take him to Jesus. Can I ask you, do you take your friends to Jesus? You say, Jesus isn't here. I can't physically take him to him. Well, we can take take him to Jesus in one of two ways. Well, first way, we can take him to Jesus in prayer. We can pray for our friends. We can pray for our family. Another way is that we can take them to Jesus in the sense that we preach the gospel to them, that we share the gospel with them. We tell them the good news of salvation. I wonder, what kind of friend are we 
Do we carry our friends to Jesus? Do we love others enough to do whatever it takes to get them to Jesus? We see here in verse 4 that these friends did whatever it took to get this man, their friend that needed Jesus, they did whatever it took to get him there. Verse 4, And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. <laughs> they carried him up. It was difficult. It was a This was a hard task to get to the roof, to uncover the roof. And it says, And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. They dropped him down through that roof. They did whatever it took to get him to Jesus. I wonder, do we do whatever it takes to get our family members to Jesus? Do we do whatever it takes to, to, to share the message of Jesus Christ with them? We see here that these friends, they went above and beyond. They didn't quit. They cared. They loved their friend, and they knew that they needed to get him to Jesus. Well, today, as we finish out here in verse 4, we're going to pick up in verse 5. We're going to continue on here in the next lesson. But I do pray that you go ahead and read through to verse 12. Read through this story. Meditate on it. Pray and see what God wants to teach you through these verses here. We do pray that you have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to being with you again here very soon. 